0: You are now listening to the Dynasty
1: Rewind.
0: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bayer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, Trump, on my faithful co host tonight. That's Shevin Nooney and Nate Christian. Gentlemen, how are we? Hitting home runs out here, man. Hitting dingers. 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 Woo. Good to
1: Take a walk around the bases. Wow. So you're good. Big then. big dog. <laughs> yeah. The we're big prospects, man. I, look, we had the senior bowl. This is the perfect time of the year. You
0: don't no, want to talk about the
1: Pro Bowl? Did. Oh, no. hey, I like the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <Good> I <in>. didn't. <laughs>
0: I didn't watch. I didn't watch it, to be honest. You know, That's
1: I cool. thought it was actually really great. And we saw some competition by the end of it. I think that they had some positive feedback from the players. I think the Pro Bowl went really well, actually. I think it's going to get even better. Over the next couple of years, they're going to kind of tweak it, you know, pick up what's good and keep it in and put some new things in. I think we might be onto to something.
2: I mean, they I'm look like they're actually mind. having
1: fun. Exactly.
0: I wasn't interested in the Pro Bowl because my team's playing in the Super Bowl next week.
2: I didn't have anybody in the Pro Bowl, Mike. was there no bears players in the pro bowl really not a single one of them they all suck
0: tyler huntley was in the pro bowl
1: tyler huntley was in the pro bowl that's right
0: much to the chagrin of zach duarte i can guarantee (laughs) was drake london in the pro no they just went they put him in the hall of fame
1: oh yeah he's already there Yeah.
0: yeah so drake london talked way too early you know what it's not too early for rookie sleepers that you need to know about this week we're hitting you with a double shot part one part two comes out in a couple days i'm excited chev's excited nate is super excited sean it's taco tuesday behind the scenes our producer he is excited everyone is wilding about rookie sleepers (laughs) so let's get right into it we're gonna start off you know why do we like these players why are they on our radar are they overhyped underhyped well if they're overhyped they're not sleepers we're going to explain why we think they will be sleepers. And then we'll think about uh, what they could do and be in the NFL. And most importantly, what they can do be for your fantasy team, because that is what we're here for. We all love football. We love fantasy. And I want to just take a minute and say, hey, if you love us, one way you could help us that costs you absolutely no money whatsoever, head on to the Internet and just give us a nice review. Five stars is preferable. Say why you love the Dynasty Rowan podcast, why you keep coming back twice a week for that goodness and if you want to help even more head on over to the youtube hit the subscribe button it helps us immensely why does it help the more visibility we get the more we can make great content for all of you guys so if you could do those two things as a belated birthday gift to your favorite ceo that would be fantastic let's get into some sleepers number one Jaden reed who i thought looked really good at the senior bowl by the mm-hmm. way nate why don't we start it off with you you can tell us your thoughts on Jaden Reed.
1: Yeah, I love Jaden Reed. He's actually a guy that I was focusing on last offseason when we were preparing for the 2022 NFL draft. I really liked what he did last year with Peyton Thorne. Uh, Kenneth Walker was on that offense. Really, Michigan State had a kind of like storybook year last year, Uh, one of their best seasons in in recent history. And everything would just really work for the offense. Uh, This year, uh, wasn't the same. But Jaden Reed went back. He still looked good. Um, I was still impressed with how he looked on film. He's still a really good player. The production might have not been there, but I think that's more Michigan State than him. I think he continued to improve. You know, he's a good athlete. He's a good route runner. Um, I think he does that well. He does create separation. You know, he finds space within the structure. You can see a lot of times he's working off of other route runners. He understands the concepts of how they work together and how they can create space. So he's able to create space, not just through his, you know, his cuts, his breaks, his pacing, but also, uh, you know, Knowing where that open space is going to find going to be opening up, you know, yeah. And but I think what's impressive with Jaden Reed is even though he's five foot 10, he's got contested catchability. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy, and I know our, our friend Maddie, who's in the Patreon, Maddie Big Chest, he has comped Jaden Reed last year to Odell Beckham Jr. And I think those are some lofty expectations, but I don't yeah. think that's about you know, the career, I think that's about the player who is Mm -hmm. under six foot, but able to make those contested catches and Jaden Reed can do that. He has good ball tracking. He's able to, you know, flash his hands late and win those contested catches, even though he's five foot 10, it's not like he has a great wingspan either. He just times it well. He knows how to catch the ball really well, and he makes it happen. So I like the versatility that he brings to the table.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's not forget. We want to talk about that 2021 season 59 catches, 1,026 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Now, this year was down a little bit. 55 catches for 636 yards and five touchdowns. But
1: like Nate mentioned. Still good production in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Michigan State, not what we had thought they were going to be this year. Yeah. I mean, as a Penn State fan, I really don't care. Sorry, Michigan State fans. But, you know, I like Jaden Reed. I like him a lot. And going back, if I could find my sc- I need to stop opening up. Well, and I'll tell you that Jaden, I grade Jaden Reed out up.
1: to be a third rounder.
0: Okay. So I like him a little bit less than you. I have him graded out as a fourth rounder. Okay. So uh, Sean is also saying 90 targets and 22% target share. So almost a quarter of the targets are going to Jaden Reed. I like him a lot. And I'll tell you one thing I like too. Very good burst off the line, I thought. Mm-hmm. Ball tracking too. Those are two things that are extremely important. Um for wide receivers, not something like, there's another wide receiver in a couple weeks, we're gonna be talking about. Not the case with him, I don't want to spoil it, hmm. but he plays for SMU. Chef, do you have any thoughts on Jaden Reed that you wanted to add?
2: He really just doesn't take a playoff, man. Every route, everything he does is full speed, and which I think really helps his route running, honestly. It it, it deceives it more to the defender. And like Nate said, the one on one playmaking ability, tracking the football. I mean, he's just impressive, especially being at the height that he's at. I really mm-hmm. like that about him. And I mean, he's got he's got some good, good talents to work with once he gets into the NFL. And I mean, there's some things he can he can learn. Especially from some veterans, but I really like what Jaden Ring brings to the table with, with what everything that you guys said. It was really good. Yeah,
0: let's move on to the next one. This is a Bob Van Duzer favorite, I think. Right,
1: Nate? He's a fan. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Bob's a fan, but only because I told Bob about him. <laughs> this is
0: true. So this tells us that you know this is the place to go when you want to know about guys before all your league mates. That Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. I like Xavier Hutchinson. I'm calling him a poor man's Quentin Johnston because some of the skill set. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is, you're always going to have guys in every draft that have comparable skill sets. Okay. And there's always going to be the player that, in my opinion, is overvalued and the guy that's undervalued. So in this draft, 2023, that could be the case for Quentin Johnston and Xavier Hutchinson. I think their skill sets are extremely similar. Mm -hmm. But sometimes iowa state players guys out there they don't get the recognition that a guy like Quentin johnston might get although tcu is not exactly a powerhouse by the way going back to the senior bowl if i never have to watch max duggan throw a football again that's <laughs> okay with me so Nate, why don't you start off on xavier hutchinson
1: yeah i love xavier hutchinson i'm probably uh the the Biggest fan here at the Dynasty Rewind, and I, I've gone so far as to grade him out as a second-round prospect. That's how much I love Xavier Hutchinson. I love what he brings to the table. He's a good route runner. He's got great size, a great wingspan, which lets him win on contested catches, great physicality, great body control. I thought he he has some of the best ball tracking in in the, the draft this year. The way that he's able to, to – contort his body and make sure he's in the best position against the cornerback to make the catch no matter where the ball is thrown within his catch radius. I think it's just really impressive. And a lot of times we see that with, you know, those big X wide receivers and they can't create separation. And I think Xavier Hutchinson is a good enough route runner that he is able to create separation. You know, he's maybe not quite the athlete that Quentin Johnson is, but he's able to create that separation. He has a good route tree. He is a good route runner those things go in Xavier Hutchinson's favor. And overall, I think he checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, and and I really like him. I think he is a day two pick. I think he could even be a second rounder.
0: I like Xavier Hutchinson as well. And I think he's primarily an outside wide receiver in the NFL, which is great because this class, a lot of slot receivers in here, but mm-hmm. X-Man as I think he's being called. Well, um, I will
1: is- say – you know, Xavier Hutchinson played a lot in the slot at Iowa State. Right. And God forbid I say this, but a little bit of Drake London there with the okay. tall, skinnier receiver who's oh. able to play the big slot and oh. also play outside. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I love Xavier Hutchinson. I'm not a huge fan of Drake London, but why draft Drake London when you can draft Xavier Hutchinson in your draft at the end of the second round? I mean, come on. Such a Listen, value
0: here. You know what, dude? When this video drops, take a day off because you get to defend yourself in the YouTube comments, okay? I'm not dealing with it. All right, Drake London is the greatest wide receiver to ever step foot on any football field ever. He's the best wide receiver on a football field that he's not even on. That's how good he is. Jerry Rice checks for Drake London under his bed at night. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Did I mention that Xavier Hutchinson had 163 targets and a 34.1% target share last year at Iowa State? did i mention that while i filled out my scouting report i didn't actually fill out my scouting report for xavier hutchinson because i left the scouting report and fantasy outlook part blank so i'm gonna to have to go back and redo that but i like him a lot do you have anything to add to xavier hutchinson before we move on to our next uh sleeper
2: yeah i think he just plays really physical as well i mean he uses it to his advantage Both. i think a lot of his route running deals with a lot of physicality and sometimes that could be a detriment, but a lot of times it's going to help him in the NFL because these guys are bigger and stronger already when he gets there and it's going to help him because he's already bullying cornerbacks and bullying people that he's guarding him. So I I like him. I don't think I have him as high as you guys do, but I think that physicality and that playmaking ability is going to get a lot of people checking in on him and seeing him. So I think his value could rise fantasy wise, Uh, but uh, going to the NFL, I don't know. I think he's got a ceiling of like a wide receiver two, but I think he's going to be more of a wide receiver three and four, which isn't bad. But that's kind of, I don't know if I see him going any higher than that at this point. But I do like him, I do think he has incredible talent, good playmaking ability. And I mean, if the Bears were to get him, I mean, that'd be huge because we need a guy that can go be physical and make yeah. a lot of plays, even though they say Claypool is going to be the dude. Yeah. <laughs> why would I believe that? Because he didn't do anything last year. He
0: was hurt, so. in all fairness. So he's always hurt, though. I like Chase Claypool, to be honest with you. One thing I do want to add to Xavier Hutchinson, not the biggest yak guy. It just leaves some to be desired there. And for his career, he averages 11.5 yards per reception. So not exactly elite. It's still a first time every time he gets the ball thrown to him, but it's not because that's how averages work. You know, I will say he did get better every year statistically as as his career progressed. And one thing that stands out to me is you go from Brock Purdy, who was a very good starter at Iowa state Mm -hmm. and is the next Tom Brady source NFL network. And he actually increased his output by over 200 yards. And that's in one last game. So,
1: and did you know that he transferred from Juca?
0: I did not know that actually, but I do now see another reason to subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Um, do you know what Juco he went to?
1: Um, I, I can, uh, I could have told you. I don't think I can tell you now. <laughs> that's all right. We'll <laughs> have the page up on Google anymore. I'm sorry.
0: He still was, he still did that. So that's all that matters. But you know, a lot of people they knock yes. down these Juco guys. Nothing wrong with Juco guys at all. It's great. Talent's if talent. If you're like, I don't like Juco players, then make sure you ship off all your Rashad White shares. It's that easy. I think Mitchell Tinsley. Went from Juco to like Western Kentucky to Penn State, didn't he? Possibly, yeah. So, like, super weird winding path to get to where he is now. But we will be talking about him in the future. Let's move on. Let's talk about a guy who I don't know if he necessarily lives up to his nickname. Let's talk about Nathaniel Tank Dell. Chef, why don't you start off and tell us about Tank, all of five foot eight, 163 pounds.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be the biggest wide receiver in the NFL, but he's going to be a quick guy that, you know, I think he has a lot of playmaking ability. I think he's got nice route running, nice crisp. I mean, he's got good hands. I love his playmaking ability. And I think that's what he does best. I mean, if his stats, I think he had 2,700 yards in the last two seasons and 28 touchdowns like for his size, like that's incredible. Like that is just insane for what he's doing. I know he played at Houston. So maybe the competition wasn't too great, but, they played a lot of good teams, and Tank still balled out. I really think he has a good chance to carve out a bigger role on maybe special teams or something like that to where he can use his speed more often. We haven't really seen a lot of guys come into the NFL where they're smaller. They're 5'8", 163. like that. It's going to be tough for him to sustain, I think, injuries and whatnot, sustain a career where he's healthy, if he's a full-time guy, which I don't know if I see him being a full-time guy, but he's a guy that can take the top off of a defense and you got to worry about him doing quick slant routes too. So I like tank. I think he is a good player. I worry about his size, just like everybody else is going to say, but you see the dog in him a little bit. He didn't get that many yards for no reason. He didn't get that many touchdowns because he was a slouch. Mm -hmm. This dude has been probably doubted his whole career and he's probably going to be doubted going into the NFL and, that's what he plays off of, man. We talked about Jalen Hurts a long time ago, Mike, where we said he's got, that, he's got that fight in him. Even though he got let go at Alabama, he got taken out of the game. Went to Oklahoma, last guy in the gym, does what he needs to do. I think, I think he could he could do some of that.
0: Yes. We did talk about Jalen Hurts. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Been tanking three years, over 3,000 yards receiving, though. Thirty-two mm. touchdowns. That is impressive. Mm. I do worry though, Chevin. You're right, and yeah. people have a, They should be worried. Wondell Robinson is small. Rondale Moore, yeah. Chitarius Tutu Atwell is very small.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's Hollywood Brown though. He's a
0: little bulkier, is he not? A
1: little bit, a little bit. You
0: know, and people are like, "Well, you're an Eagles fan. What about Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson was the fastest man on the field, he hands does. down." hands down he just wouldn't get touched till later in his career when you know soft tissue injuries Mm -hmm. but i'm concerned i'm kind of out on tank just because until his value comes down to what i think it should be he's going to be overdrafted Mm -hmm. nate do you have anything to add to tank though
1: he is an incredible athlete i think um you know speed wise acceleration burst you know he gets the ball and you blink and he's five yards up the field uh you know so getting him involved Shouldn't be too hard. You know, you could scheme, scheme him touches and get him in space. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good route runner too. So I don't think, you know, he has to be schemed to get open, but like everyone else is going to say, you know, you're going to worry about the size. It's even if you don't worry about the size, just, you know, statistically, yeah, it's unlikely, but I think he's worked himself into a day two pick. I haven't graded out to be kind of like a late third rounder. Um, I, I think there's enough there that it's worth taking an upside on. If he's going mid-second in my rookie draft, I'm probably staying away. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm going to be looking at him in the third round of my rookie drafts, most likely. Um, At this point, you know, depending, we'll see, maybe, you know, who knows? It might be a second-round pick, you know, in a couple weeks. So, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, second-round pick in the NFL draft. But I think he's probably a – he's definitely a day-two pick because he left the Senior Bowl – before the senior bowl actually happened, because he made so much money, his agent said, Hey, go home, don't get injured.
0: One thing I will say that Chev said, which I don't disagree with at all, but concerns me, is just when you have to scheme a guy into the game, you know, where he can't just be a plug and play guy, I get concerned. And a prime example of that is Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. If you guys remember us talking about him, and he was talked about a lot like, Oh, well, if he gets schemed correctly, and he just didn't work out at all. And there are times where if you have a guy where he has to be schemed in, he's probably going to be better for his NFL team than for your fantasy team. That's just the reality of it. That's another reason I'm off Tank. I love the skill set he brings to the table. I love Tank as a player, to be completely honest with you, but I have to be realistic. I don't know if he can hold up. That's another reason I'm out on Bryce Young. That's a topic for another day. Let's roll on. Let's roll tide, as Noah would say. Let's talk about Roshan Johnson from texas the backup to Bijan robinson roshan you should have transferred my friend but man he's six foot 225 pounds he's a bruiser so my comp for him i talked about this a little bit on the live stream last weekend good news you can go to our youtube channel The live stream is still there watch it it's an hour and a half of just pure goodness pure a little Too much goodness. To me roshan johnson nate was saying that they're uh, potentially he's a day two pick this is a guy who i think is definitely better for the nfl than your fantasy team but like I always say, at some point during the season, we end up playing zero RB. He could be a really good stash if you could get him later on in your rookie drafts. So, Nate, why don't you start us off with Roshan Johnson? Tell me what you think.
1: Yeah, Roshan Johnson, I think you're you're right on the money that he could be a better NFL player than a fantasy player. Um, NFL-wise, I have him graded out to be early day three pick. I don't think he cracks day two, but there are people who who do think that. And I get it. You know, you look at him, he's built really well. He has some decent athleticism. You know, he's not just a bruiser out there. He can make some moves. He's, you know, decently agile. He's a, I think he's a good runner in between the tackles. He's very patient, and I think that really helps him out along in short yardage situations along the goal line. This is a guy that I would be very happy, you know, if I was an NFL team, having this guy as my goal line back. Rashawn yeah. John Johnson, if I didn't have a number one that was really strong along the goal line, Roshon Johnson, he's my guy in the fourth round. Got that taken care of. Uh, you know, he he's got that power. He's got that contact balance. He can get you the short yards. He can get to, get you the goal line stuff. He can eat carries if that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know, he can handle a workload. Outside of that, he's not a guy that I think brings a lot of upside to the table. And I think because of that, that's where he kind of falls short in fantasy football. Um, Mike, you called him a more boring Brian Robinson. You know, I don't know if he's that much bo- more boring, but I think it's a similar thing where he's a good prospect, a solid prospect, but kind of lacks the excitement and upside of some of these other guys that we have in the class. Yeah,
0: We'll say this. Of all the running backs I've scouted so far, he is my lowest-graded running back currently. Well,
1: let me yeah. say this. Of all the running backs I've scouted so far, my current lowest running back is Dwayne McBride.
0: Which is bullshit, by the way, because (laughs)
1: Don't
0: you dare disrespect Dwayne (laughs) (laughs) We will get to him soon Um, One above him is Muhammad Ibrahim, and then the next one up So my third worst is Zach Evans So (laughs) Fight me Chef, do you have anything to add to Roshan Johnson? You know, I
2: honestly love what he brings To a team Like He can block He can be a guy in the goal line that could run wildcat with your running back. I mean, he did a lot with Bijan this year, which to me means that the team trust him. They know he's going to make the right decision, hopefully. So to me, that means a lot to me. Um, There's not really much. He's really physical. He can catch passes pretty decently, I think. But he's not going to do any crazy route running. He's not going to get open a lot. I feel like it's going to be scheme to him where he's there, check down to him. I mean, the most exciting thing to me is team player, very physical. I mean, the guy shrugs off tacklers like crazy. He's going to bounce off people. He's just a big physical back. And, you know, I would love to see him like in a Kyle Juszczyk kind of role where he's a bigger guy blocking, but maybe more goal line touches. Like, Hmm. I, I just like a role for him like that, where he can catch a pass out of the backfield and do some work with it, be physical. But that's kind
1: of where I see him at. There we go. There
0: it is. That's what you Works want.
1: Me. That's what you All want. Right. He actually played like a full season at running back for the Ravens. It was crazy. Um, oh, no. Roshan Johnson. I would love to see him play like in the 80s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He'd
2: probably be a beast. Yeah. And McBride, too.
0: Are we doing this again?
2: Not, not, that I don't like him, but that's what I thought when I watched. It. I'm like, oh man, this dude would be great if he played back when Adrian Peterson played.
0: Bride right. Is that back okay? When, back, back, when Adrian Peterson played, I was 21 when he, when Adrian Peterson was drafted. Come on, guys, you're killing me, <laughs> acting <laughs> like we're all old and everything. Is is Chev just leering at is, me? Or just just he just froze
1: out? out. He was so he just dropped the mic. He
0: did, he did. Chev, are you there?
1: He's not there. He's not there. That's okay. Moving okay. on. We, we got should. more, right?
0: Yeah, we'll move on. Here, I'll take Chev off the stream for a second. Oh, well, he took himself off. Um, let's talk about Tajay Spears. Nate, Tajay Spears, you want to talk about a late riser in the draft process. Is there anyone that we can think embodies that more than Tajay Spears?
1: I mean, to answer your question, not yet, because there's still time for a late riser. There he is. But at this point... He is the most recent riser and he is whew, rising up the draft boards uh, coming into the new year. Nobody was talking about Tajay Spears outside of maybe Matt Waldman and um, some Debbie folk out there. Yeah. But over the past month, uh, he's starting to be picked up by NFL draft, you know, draft Nicks some analysts and things like that. But then we get to the senior bowl and he just absolutely dominates the senior bowl practices Everyone's talking about his burst, his speed, his agility, the ability to get up field without wasting steps. And we are excited. We are excited about Tajay Spears. He is now a day two pick. Book it. He is going to be picked in the second or third round. He has some really exciting upside because of his ability to just turn up the field so quickly and get yards, make people miss. I mean, the way that Tajay Spears can get low or to the side, you don't see many players be able to do that. His just flexibility and agility is really impressive. And he's a good runner. I think he has great vision. I think he's a rather patient runner as well, uh, but he really just has that burst, has that vision, and he's not going to fit all schemes. He's a little bit smaller as well. He's not going to fit all dif- all these different schemes in the NFL, but I'm not sure if I've seen many players more built for a Shanahan system than Ty J. Spears.
0: Don't do not do this to me. Don't.
1: <laughs> put Ty J Spears and the Miami Dolphins.
0: Okay. So you could That'd have said fun. a Mike McDaniel system.
1: That is a Shanahan system. That's a Shanahan tree, man.
0: Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, then he could technically go to the Jets as well.
1: If. Reese Hall didn't
0: exist. We could replace Michael Carter.
1: Okay, I don't know why. This is a great dynasty fantasy podcast. We're like, oh yeah, (laughs) let's just take all the good players and send them to hell.
0: So you're saying Michael Carter is a good player? Disagree. Chef, what are your thoughts on (laughs) Tajay Spears? He's (laughs) just banged up last year. Chef, your thoughts on Tajay Spears?
2: Yeah, I mean, I really like what I saw. The contact balance to bounce off tacklers. I mean, he's already low to the ground, so that really helps him when he's going up against these bigger tackles or bigger guys that are trying to tackle him. So really like that about him. I mean, he could just leave people too. Like, he's not just a bruiser that is a a small, big bruising bag. I mean, this guy's got some quickness and shiftiness to him as well. We see that in the past game. There was a a play on Twitter that was roaming around from the Senior Bowl. I don't know how – The linebacker maybe just thought the play was over or whatnot. But, you know, I really like what TyJ Spear brings. The burst and acceleration is impressive, too. I mean, there's just a lot to really like about this guy. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, he's he's not the biggest back. He's not big enough. He's not built big enough to be in the NFL. Well, you know, it's not always the big guys that Mm. make the biggest moves. Like a lot of these smaller guys now that, I mean, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, too. Like he's pretty impressive there. He's going to get a lot of touches running the football, and he's going to get a lot of passes thrown to him in the NFL if he goes to the right system. And you're trying to find these guys probably, what do you think, Nate, like a third-round pick or second-round pick? Yeah, maybe I if think it's good draft capital?
1: I think he's a third-round pick. That's where I have him graded out personally. Yeah. I think that's where he fits along with this draft class just because there's a lot yeah. of good running backs. Um, yeah. Maybe in a weaker class, he's, he gets himself into the late uh, late second. Mm-hmm. But I think in this draft class, he's a third-round pick.
2: Yeah, I mean, the yak ability too, man. I mean, there's just so much to really like. I mean, there's a lot of good things, a lot of good traits that he can really grow off of and be productive in the NFL. So I really like him. I think there's a lot of upside. People are going to say he played for Tulane. He wasn't that good. Go look at USC. He played USC and just dominated them. Yeah, I really, really really like this guy. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder too. I mean, he plays with a lot of heart and determination. You can just see in his game, like – He loves the game of football and Mm -hmm. a lot of those guys that love the game of football, you want on your team because they can do a lot of things well. And the IQ is probably pretty good too. I'd imagine.
0: One thing I'll say is if you're worried about the size, he did weigh in five, nine, two Oh four. That was huge. Four pounds heavier, same height as Kenneth Gainwell is currently that's after a year in an NFL weight room, he had to bulk up to 200 pounds. So Mm -hmm. I think he could be a guy. Now let's keep in mind. We're not, we're probably not looking at a, a, workhorse here okay but he's dynamic he Mm -hmm. can catch the ball he does everything just really really well i like tajay spears i think there's probably going to be some ebb and flow of his adp i think it's going to get crazy draft hype Mm -hmm. so he might be a guy where you're more probably beneficial drafting him if your draft is in like august or something like that and the hype just fades down a little bit so but tajay spears definitely on my radar You know, I'm a big Dwayne McBride fan. I like Tajay Spears better than Dwayne McBride. He's a more dynamic runner, more elusive. Dwayne McBride is a really good one-cut runner. It's one-cut bam, and he's got really good speed and burst. But Tajay makes guys look dumb out there when he's in the open field. Spin moves, elusiveness, shrugs people off, and really good ball catcher as well. So I like Tajay Spears a ton. I think everybody should as well. Looks like we all are in agreement that we like him here. I I have him grayed out as a third-round pick, by the way, Nate. Nice. So, all right, that's it. Five sleepers that you need to know about now. Might not be sleepers for very long, so position yourself accordingly in your rookie drafts. Get some extra draft capital, and yeah. We will end it there. So until next time, everybody, we do appreciate you guys tuning in. Like always, if you want, hang out afterwards or look in the link down below. You can see all our awesome subscribers. If you've come this far, you know I can barely talk. In the description of this podcast, you can see all of our awesome... What do they called?
2: Things? Partners. <laughs> uh,
0: affiliates. Oh, Affiliates, sponsors, all that good stuff. I apologize. It's been a long day for me, everybody. So until next time, everybody, for Nate, Chef, I'm your host, Mike Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks, Sean.